Welcome to this week's Progress with Unity podcast in sunny Wigan. This is the Latex podcast coming at you from Sunny Beach Hill. As always, recording on a Wednesday evening and listened, well, we'll be coming in your ears on Wednesday evening, Thursday evening, Friday evening, Saturday morning, possibly we'll be coming in your ears all over the weekend as well. How are we doing, fellas? Brilliant. Oh, gosh, you sound very enthusiastic. A nice little crew in this evening. We've got Gareth. One way of saying it, a nice little crew. Mm-hmm. Still smiling. You are your smiling, you Gareth. Yeah. Always very chirpy, chirpy man. Yes, always. Uh, you'll be happy because we're going down to your your second club this weekend, aren't we? Going down to Reading. Reading, yeah. yeah. Not as cold as it was last time. No, we? is that why you've not got your Reading hat on this evening? No, that's it. Yeah. No. All right, Sai. All right, Barry. Still on the believe bus. No, I jumped off that on the 5th of November. I'm still on it. Still in depot, yeah? Yeah. It's got two flat tyres at the moment. Yeah. Mm. Anyway. Back end's falling out of it. <laughs> a bit like our season. Yeah. Back end's falling out of that. <laughs> Alright, Adam. Alright, Barry. How are you doing? Very well, thank you. Good stuff, good stuff. Yeah. Listen to it in Exton, don't you? This, I do. This pod. Yeah. So you record it, digest what's been said, then go to work and have a listen at work. Yep. And you're supposed to be doing some... Doing my bit for the podcast, Barry, you know. You're supposed to be doing some graft? Uh, it's more of a in the background sort of thing. Oh, right. Paul's got a good voice to listen to in the background, you know. What? Never mind. Okay. All right, Paul. Are you doing? Are you doing? Average. Good, good. Message for Nick Taylor. Unblock me on Wigan Council Twitter, please. It was a genuine bin complaint. <laughs> We're not going to let this drop away. And I used to work for Transport and Cleansing. Sort it out, please. <laughs> Nick Taylor, sort it out. Thanks, Get Paul. off your push bike. All right, Paul? Yeah, not too bad. Not too good bad. Stuff, good stuff. And this evening we have a, a special guest in the, in the studio with us. We've got none other than Wigan Observer's uh, number one Wigan Athletic Journalist. And the Wigan Union Post's Wigan Athletic Journalist. Any others, Paul? Wigan Today. Wigan Today is Wigan Athletic Journalist. And the one and only, none other than Mr. Paul Kendrick. Good evening, everyone. Good, Good evening. evening. Good evening, Paul. Right, so we've had, we've had a load of questions sent in. There we go. Oh, there's a boot full of you. So we'll be popping them Paul's way a little bit later on. Right, let's... Start off with your bike. Like the Chuckle Brothers, you two, Barry and Paul. Hey, hey, hey. to me. <laughs> to me, to you. To you, to me. To me. And the first question. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a Chuckle Brother? <laughs> I see uh, I see their elder brother got married this week, mm. didn't he? Uh, what's his name? Barry. Himself, hasn't he? No, it's not Barry. Paul. <laughs> not Paul, it's another one. Yeah, he did well. 86. Yeah. Well, there's three of them. Yeah. Three? Yeah. There's three Chuckle Brothers. Yeah, yeah one of them got married this week. When yeah. did this happen? <laughs> Before the other two, if he's the old one. I've never seen two yeah. brothers. Uh, he's, he's not as famous, no. he's more infamous. I don't remember him in Chuckle Vision. No, he wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, the actual brothers, <laughs> haven't they? <laughs> the ones who robbed and went down there. <laughs> <laughs> Right, Gareth, let's take a look back at the Cardiff game. Uh, we'll start with the stats, please, Mr. Statman. Yes, the stats from the game. Wigan Athletic versus Cardiff City. Possession. Wigan managed 59% and Cardiff 41%. Attempts. The Latics managed 11 attempts, Cardiff just 4. On target. Sadly, Wigan only managed 1 on target. 
one more than Cardiff who managed zero corners what a go corners 10 to the Latics and 4 to Cardiff fouls committed 10 by Latics and 12 by Cardiff Wigan didn't get any yellow cards Cardiff got one no reds and no bloody goals again <laughs> <laughs> right do you want to have a little bit of a rant about something to do with these stats in the game Gareth well I did really yes um, <laughs> I've been sitting in that stand all season wondering when the next goal's going to come along and no it, it, it's my team and I want the best for my team and any crit- criticism is constructive criticism and I just want the best but you look back on the season and it's just a tale of war 21 times we've failed to hit the target that's 1,890 minutes of football not counting not counting injury time not scoring 31 and a half hours without finding the back of the net we've played 44 games failed to score 21 times that's 48% non-scoring we scored 39 goals in 44 games, one goal every 101 minutes. When you consider Nick Powell scored five in half an hour, <laughs> it doesn't say much for the rest of the bubbles, does it? <laughs> I've had my little rant. I was showing Simon before uh, the yellows of the no goals. Suffice to say, <laughs> you've used up your highlighter. <laughs> There's a lot of yellow. Too much yellow. So I hope we learn by this. Mm. <laughs> Do you tend to agree with that? Well, yeah, so. you, you can't argue with um, facts, can you? You know, that's, that's the long and short of our season. You know, you can sugarcoat. I think if we'd been in a slightly better position going into the next couple of games, you'd have sugarcoated it and gone. It's something you work on, but when you're down there, we're down there for a reason, and goals with matches don't they, at the end of the day, and we've scored, what, 39 goals. It's really poor. I mean, who's the, who's the closest to us? There's only Rotherham who could scored less. It's which you've not scored so many, have they? No, but, you know, they look, you know, in the yeah. 40s, Birmingham 42. But it's just been a problem, especially when you come up with someone like Greg, who's, you know, was banging with fun last season. We've signed uh, Bogle, who was um, obviously great in League 2 but you, you asked it too big of a step to go up two divisions in half a season and perform it's just where's it where's it all gone wrong where's it gone wrong Adam uh, it's what I say it's pretty much every week it feels like but summer last summer it all went wrong <coughs> it, it it's just been a season of instability and it just highlights our problem if we had as many goals as any mid-table teams in that league with the same defence we wouldn't be in this situation um, it didn't help that we played about four months without like, striker uh, didn't help that sort of there was all that mystery about around Greg and the team not just sort of not doing what we did last season and setting up on a plate for him because that's what he does really he scores goals you saw at the beginning of the season he scored tappings and but that's what you're having for, isn't it? And we we've not given any strikers that. Um, just too slow around the box. Um, not enough people in the box. That's where your problems lie this season. Mm. Agree, Rob. Spot on. Mm-hmm. Do you think the game against Cardiff <laughs> sort of summed the previous? It does. I think it does. Yeah. I mean, 
you look at that game, I think the only way we was only going to get a set piece Saturday was by a set piece. I think Jacobs put some good balls in there, but then we come up against the probably one of the best organised teams we've seen. It, it's defending set players, thought they defended them really well. They was well organised. You know they never give us any any room whatsoever in and around that box. And you can see we have one shot on target. It's pathetic, really, isn't it? It's, mm-hmm. uh, but it sums the season. I don't think we've got the quality in that final third. I think Jacobs last season it's looked a big step up for him, and I think that's probably why you're looking at why Wolves let him go. When when we was in League One, ten goals, ten assists, to you know barely two or three, mm. and it's you know he gets he got himself in good positions at times, and then fluffed his lines when it's mattered. Grig didn't have any supply early on. He's had bits of injuries. Borgel weeks way of his depth. I think someone said it, it's a big step up for him. It's, it's too much ass. It's too much ass for him to stay on side. <laughs> it, it is. It, I, I mean, you know, he might be alright. You know, a step down next season for him. <coughs> but he's got a lot, a lot to learn. Okay. You know, it's like whoever's drilling, he must be saying you've got to stay on side. He must have been offside fifty times. Oh, really? Mm. Paul? Well, I, 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 I mean, I think goals is clearly a problem. I, I mean, I disagree <coughs> with Rob slightly. Bogle was <coughs> half decent the first few games, but then he, he went off the boil like so many other players there. But at that point, he's come in, he's, he's full of confidence. The pressure, he starts to feel the pressure because we're down the bottom like the rest of them. Um, there's a lot of been on Jacob's shoulders, particularly since Wilkeshut went, um, as being the creative outlet. Um, you know, you go to a World Cup, you take four strikers. We've gone through the second half of the season with two, and, and one of them was already injured. So, it, I, I, mean, I take issue with what Adam said about transfers in the summer because. A lot of the players that were signed in the summer are the ones that are knocking on the door for player of the season. I so don't I think it's the players we signed, it's the people we let go. That's that's the, the breaking of the squad. That's I, I, A lot of the players well, we signed, well, good players, Dan Byrne. Yeah. Um, that's one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, well, Byrne's been alright, Buxton's been alright, Sean McDonald's been alright. Matt Jilks. Warnock was signed, in some, you know, signed on his summer, he's not been too bad. We... we you know, Saturday's game, like you said, it was a question of one team defensively organising the other team, pitter-pattering on the fringes of that defence with no cutting edge. I don't we, think, I don't we did think the same against Barnsley, didn't we, except yeah. they, had a, they had a hell of a cutting edge when they broke. You, you can't up the effort, because they, they clearly, every single one of them puts the effort in, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> every single one of them. Mm. So there is something that's lacking. We seem very ponderous as well when we're breaking. There's no pace that's, in, in that. That's confidence for me. You, 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 you know, Max Power, um, as I've said on commentary, last couple of weeks, when he's got the ball, he's tried to play something positive and forward. But the, I can't remember it was on Saturday, there was a, a ball played forward. The guy was on his way. As soon as the ball was released, he changed his mind and stayed deep. And you're like, if, if, if players are not going to take a chance at getting forward, then players are not going to play the ball forward. And it's all just this confidence draining everything. You've seen virtually every game this season, Paul, haven't you? You know, from your job as reporting. Um, we know the common themes being the lack of goals. Uh, is it down to quality or, is, or do you think there's more to it than that? 
think what the lads have touched upon, I think we've been underdone in both halves of the season. I think last summer, you know, anybody could have, surely could have forecast that Grigg wasn't going to be at it for the first half of the season because he only had, what, 10 days break after the Euros. You know, the only, the only cover we had was, was Craig Davis, who scored, what was it, two or three in League One last year, mm. and then Lafondra, who has been hit and miss when he's been good at clubs, he's been fantastic, and when he's not, he's hardly featured. So that we seem to be underdone. I don't know if we thought Nick Pell was going to be, you know, a centre forward, but obviously that didn't turn up like we expected. And then the failure to address that in January, I mean, again, Greg was struggling to get fit, struggling to get out there on the field, and we let Lafondra go, we let Woolery go. And then to only bring in Bogle, I mean, by all accounts, he only signed three minutes before the deadline because there was that story that he got a message, the deal's been done, go to Wigan, and he went to the stadium. And by the time he got to Exton and stuff, it was... I mean, if he'd missed the turn-off at Exton, you know, we're going in with no strength. <laughs> 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 Honestly, it beggars belief. And I, I think he had a really encouraging first three or four games and you thought, this lad's got something, but I think we touched upon it just there. The, the onus on him was so great and he had so much on his shoulders you could see week by week he was just wilting under this I think the offside thing is a little bit he's so keen to impress he's, 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 he's going too soon and I think his game just got mashed but there was nobody else because obviously Grigg was struggling to stay fit because of his, his various injuries his lack of pre-season I just think that it's been a catastrophic problem all season this lack of, of goals because the defence look at the defensive record it's one of the best in, in the championship the midfield has been relatively solid, probably because we've been playing people like you know McDonald and Morsi to it to an extent to protect that back four. But that's of course stopped people getting forward to support the attack and the, the strikers when they've played. I mean, you felt sorry whenever we saw Grigg. He was was that joke on Twitter? He was more isolated than to Tom Hanks in Castaway. He was just there's just no near him, and that feeds the crowd can see it, and it's just. All season, hasn't it? We've never really got it right. It's I, think, I think as well with that, you look at the players who could have have got potential and have just not lived up and will have a brilliant game one week and then off the ball. I think you tweeted it on Saturday, Paul, about uh, Tunnicliffe, you know, because he, for me, had a brilliant game mm. on Saturday, one of the best games I've seen him play in his two spells at Wigan, but that's how he can play, but he's not there every week. and it's, I'm not just picking on Tunnicliffe, but... I think if those players had lived up to what they can do, we would never be in this position because we've got real quality. Like you say, there's, there's only seven teams who've conceded less than us mm. in the league, which is a great foundation to, but it's just that other end. But yeah, like I say, you take four strikers to a World Cup to cover three group games mm. and two knockout games. Not half a season. Mm. Just, that is, I mean, why, why are we not bringing lads off, off the development squad obviously because no. they're, they're not good enough are they but packing the midfield and playing nobody up front is not good enough is it no no you know Tans look like he can't be bothered well he's, he's shaped a little well he, certainly early on he looked like he either couldn't be bothered or wasn't fit getting dog abuse on Saturday because yeah. he just weren't good enough yeah just, well, there are, there are, like, there have been other players who were phenomenal last season for us and I've had a very average or below average season, you know, I've made no... But mind you, mind you talking about overtime, where he won headers on Saturday, there was nobody with him. No. He's isolated again. 
I slightly forwards. And then after the game, of course, you know, Warnock come out with a couple of statements there uh, to the press. Paul, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. I mean, like I said, touched on before. I don't think he was being particularly malicious. I just think it's he just says what he thinks and hang the consequences. But you know, obviously, you read them in black and white. And you're thinking he's really having a dig here, but yeah. it, it didn't come across that way. He was just chatting. But yeah, it's like when, when Warren Joyce got sacked, and he came out with a statement about, well, well, Wigan's employed Warren Joyce. Uh, that's one must club to worry about because yeah. they're going down. Right. Yeah, which which seemed a little bit yeah. nap in the yeah, bite, didn't yeah. it? But, but I mean. Obviously, he weren't my favourite manager, but yeah. you think managers would stick yeah, together, wouldn't you? More respect, wouldn't you? Yeah. And then on Saturday, I always thought it was because we'd uh, done Sheffield United, <laughs> and uh, it is a big Sheffield United supporter yes, as well, isn't he? He's yeah. a Sheffield lad. Uh, but you reckon it's I not? I don't think it was as deep as that. I think <laughs> no. it was just he just said the first thing that came into his mind. Just happens to be that <laughs> right. that blunt Yorkshireman. Right. Oh, I wonder if Graham had a word with him then. Yeah. He says, yeah. That would be an interesting one, wouldn't it? It would, it was. So, uh, I think we've said enough about the Cardiff game. We've not really said too much. Look, I thought the crowd was all right, wasn't it? The, the, the attendance. Well, thank you to me. We were always in the game, weren't we? Yeah. yeah. Even at full time, you know, the reaction I thought was... Yeah, they clapped them off, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. And you could see that they were on the f- dead on the feet, weren't they? Yeah. They'd yeah, yeah. given a shit. I mean, which is what we've said most weeks, haven't we? Yeah, that's, that's for me has been the one consistent <coughs> thing, which is interesting, given the, the, the Malky Mackay era, where... Um, I, I don't know whether you've, you'll have seen this be mixing with some of the players here and there we're, we're, we're following I think it might have been the end of that season or, or where um, Boise actually came in and, and sat around the table with us and uh, he was saying that during that January window they were, there was players that were looking to get out as, as you know there's players there looking to sort us out and, mm. and get us out of the relegation zone there's other players there looking for moves mm. Um have you seen any of that this time round? Given that week in week out, they, they look like they've put a shift in. Yeah. Um, and to say that the squad morale broke up in summer, kind of, I think there must still be something there for them to put shifts in instead of trying to well ship out and find new clubs. Mm. I mean, you see them coming off the pitch, don't you? And the they're, they're crawling off the pitch, aren't they? They've yeah. given everything. Mm. I don't think it's a lack of effort at all. I don't think that's ever been in doubt. And I think the, the crowd appreciate that. It's. Um, Everyone I speak to, I mean, it's a cliche, isn't it? You know, the dressing room's still upbeat and stuff. But I mean, Dan Burns said at the weekend, didn't he? It was it was the best dressing room he's ever been mm-hmm. in, um, and this is you know a relatively losing dressing room. So to say that this is as good as he's had in his career, that's I think that says a lot. Because if he doesn't mean it, you know, he's, he doesn't have to come up, you know, come out and say that. He could deflect the question, but you know, he's speaking to all the players. They all seem upbeat and, and optimistic. I don't know if you know they think. You know they're still going to get out of it. Obviously, it's, there's a, a very slight chance of that happening, but I certainly don't think I don't see them as a, a beaten, you know, mob and can't wait for the summer. I think they're still, you know, giving everything for the club. It's whether the quality's good enough. That's obviously a different debate, but I don't think the efforts or the morale is, is lacking at all. Mm. Is, is there a danger then, assuming that we get relegated? Clearly, if that's the situation within the dressing room of the club, there's a lot of good stuff going on. To keep them happy in terms of the coaching and whatnot, is there a danger that we punish somebody that we shouldn't be punishing, and maybe change some coaching staff around um, when actually they're doing a good job of keeping the players interested and upbeat and and, an effort? And what you want is you want tactics and and squad balance and team selection on a match day sorting out. 
You're talking about Graham Barrow. Specifically? Well, well, not specifically. Just anybody. I mean, if you, if you get specifically, <coughs> he's obviously done a lot for the club. He's been there for a long time, and he's been there for a reason. So he's obviously doing something right. But I, as it shark into that. Barrow's going to move upstairs next next season. It's going to be a link between the new manager and himself. I've not heard in your interview. I've not 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 that specifically. He said he would be staying on. Yeah. He's not said I've, I've read too much into that. Yeah. yeah I, I I I don't like this thing of let's get a new manager and rip everything yeah. up and bring a whole new mob in every time you, you flirt your manager. I, I just don't like it because I think yeah. sometimes you can be doing a lot of good stuff. Yeah, of course. That you get rid of. I find it bizarre. He comes in for a lot of stick. Graham Barrow, doesn't he? I'm sure you've seen it on social media and, and message boards and stuff. And probably a lot of people don't actually realise what he does or what he brings to the table. But I mean, notwithstanding the fact he's you know he's a former club captain, he's obviously you know leads Wigan Athletic. But you look at the managers that have come in over the years, and I mean Roberto wanted to take him to Everton, and, and Graham turned that down and stayed put. So I think that says a lot. Um, Uve. Um, Graham stayed on and worked with him with a view to, you know, show me what you can do. And he kept him on. Gary Colwell kept him on. All these people speak so highly. And when he took over as interim manager a couple of months ago, he was saying that he'd had texts from Callum McManaman and Jordi Gomez, James MacArthur, Ben Watson, you know, you know, club legends. I mean, these guys don't have to do that. And I'm sure they don't do it in every, you know, mm. example. But I think it's, it shows his standing in the game that, you know, these guys work with the best, you know, and to, to say that they're still, you know, wishing this guy well, he's obviously he's bringing something to the table. I think he, he, he will be a key man going forward, whether that's manager, whether it's, you know, first team coach, director of football, whatever. But I think he does a lot more than probably some people give him credit for. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Uh, it's an easy target, though, isn't it? If yeah. you've got rid of your manager and you've not got a new manager bounce, who do you look at next? And you know, the, the obvious accusation, he's been there through all the failures, have a, have a go at him. And then somebody says, well, yeah, he's been there through all the successes as well. Right, yeah. Paul. Um, press room food. You seem to tweet a bit about press room food. Um, <laughs> what I'd like to ask you is, where do they serve the best press room food and why? Which is the best? Why? Where and why? Yeah. Um, Chelsea, Arsenal and Man City are the best three. Why? Because they've obviously got the most money. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like a bad press on. Oh, it's like going into a. I've never been into a ten-star restaurant, but it's honestly there's starters, there's mains, there's puddings, there's aperitifs, there's waitresses coming along. It's brilliant, honestly. It's like a proper experience, a dining experience, and you're thinking, I think I'm, I'm supposed to be working here. This is, you know, and then the team sheets get handed out. And you're like, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to. Without being disrespectful, then how, how is it like at places like Peterborough on a Tuesday night in comparison? Mm. Peterborough on a Tuesday night. Without being disrespectful, that was my birthday last year. So yeah, I went to that game as well. <laughs> what a fabulous yeah. way to spend my birthday at uh, Peterborough away on a Tuesday. Um, obviously, the further down the pyramid you get, the the less the, the, they push the boat out. But uh, I think it was Barry last year where. Somebody said, oh, um, I think they've run out of tea and coffee at the weekend. But we've got tea and coffee this time, but we've run out of cups. Is there any correlation then between the difficulty of your journey to get to an away game 
and the quality of the food that's there. So I'm thinking, if you if you only have to trek across the Bolton and it's not great, yeah. you'd be sat there thinking I'd be better off going to Greg's on my way. <laughs> Actually, Bolton was one of the best ones a couple of years oh, ago. Oh, that's it. <laughs> get rid of, get rid. Green ounces pasties, oh. as far as the eye can see, a tray full of chips and a vat of gravy and just help yourself. It was oh, you can't, you're not going wrong there. That was before no. the, the last couple of years, obviously. The, it's before the got skinned. Yeah, exactly. That probably got skinned. Pain, pain back, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah, we're no, bring your own, you, know, you get your yeah. pie at half time. I think it's it's traditional; it's to be expected and stuff. Yeah. But yeah. Have they changed with the change of the concourse? They have, yeah, absolutely. It's yeah. it's completely different pies now. It's more sort. Of, I think they're sort of more moist. pucker top, sort moist of pies. Moist <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, sort of more flaky and yeah, um, yeah puff pastry. Aren't yeah. They? yeah. I've not tried one yet. Yeah, I didn't uh, yeah well, I don't right, the, the free pies, Barry. I mean, well, what more can you say? What more can you say? Yeah, you never tempted to put a couple in your bag for uh, for lunch at work. Some have been known to do that. But <laughs> I couldn't possibly name them. Just name them. I presume uh, Brighton must have been good because I was listening to it on. Um, Wish and Ash was late that winter. It was for the start of the second half. I stood just in front of him, and yeah, we, we saw that the game had kicked off because there was a, a sort of melee downstairs, and we thought, I think he's the only one commentating here. And I think Ed was. Yeah, well, he, just he was awful for fifteen minutes. Really yeah, flustered. It was yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's it. Yeah, it was a nice sort of curry, curry and rice offering at Brighton. You have a guest yeah. beer on too, don't you, Brad? Oh, did they? No, I must have missed that. I, I, yeah. I think. Well, well, it's working, obviously. From what I've heard, <laughs> they, they try and get a local beer from from wherever they're coming. Right. But for us, apparently, they, they uh, get Holtz from Manchester. Right. They get one of those, and you know, uh. maybe it was on that. Well, possibly. <laughs> Any more questions on food? Stormy then? Thunder on that food question. That was man. <laughs> was it? Yeah. Oh, I was going to say top three. Yeah. Top three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chelsea and City. <laughs> yeah. Outside the Prem, then, because obviously you expect. Decent, yeah. Well, like I say, Bolton, you can't get you know pie chips and gravy is pretty much mm-hmm. you know outstanding. <laughs> <laughs> it is when it's green oats as yeah, well. Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> personal favourite, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, green oats. Good well. pies at Rochdale. Yeah. Maybe. Unfortunately, well, maybe off there next year. You know what that is, <laughs> don't you? That's because Grant Salt's not there anymore, <laughs> munching them all. <laughs> <laughs> We've got some left. Yeah. Have you ever been refused entry into any of the grades because you've? They thought you was a fan trying to, trying to just you know pull a fast one. Huh? Uh, there was one occasion this season actually. Um, I don't know if I should be saying this in case I get in trouble, but uh, at Barnsley, um, when would it have been? It was uh, November. November. Yeah, mm-hmm. one of Warren Joyce's first games, uh, and the application for me, my press pass hadn't gone through properly. Yeah, and I didn't have my wallet with me. Didn't have my press pass. So the woman was like, "Well, have you applied for a pass?" I said, "Yeah, let me just show you." And it was to the, towards the end of the month and I had no credit on my phone so I couldn't get my email so I said can I use your Wi-Fi to show me email sorry we, we, we can't do that you need to you know pull up or shut up <laughs> and it was literally getting to 10 to 3 and this old lady dear old lady just would not budge and then Sam Morsey walks in for his players pass hiya Paul how you doing alright yeah good to see you so I sort of looked at this woman and she was like Oh, okay. Sam will vouch for So uh, I made the kickoff by about two minutes, but if he hadn't turned up, I'd have been in the car park listening to Radio Leeds, probably. <laughs> she wasn't for budget. No, no, no. That was the closest. That was the closest. Oh, yes. Um, let's have a look what else we've get, got written down here. Uh, uh, is there anything that you'd like to see in the DW? Gold. Well, <laughs> <laughs> points. Yeah. 
I was thinking more of tweets. Uh, I saw a tweet from you last week. You'd like to see more of this at the DW. <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh, that's a, yeah. That's not not one of my best tweets. Paul, it was it was the best of my. It was absolutely brilliant. Blind, it was absolutely fantastic. Uh, I knew exactly what you meant, by the way. Yeah. But it was an opportunity not to be missed. Yeah. It was a comedy golden moment. Uh, Some weren't quite so supportive as you, Barry. <laughs> Were they? Oh, no, 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 I did get a bit of stick for that. Mm. From friends as well? Yeah, mm. so called friends. So called, yes. Yeah. Well, you know, let him without sin cast the first well, stone. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, hopefully Stallone will appear at the DW. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, is, is anybody you'd like to see at the DW, though? You know, any players who are. Would you like to see anybody come into the. To the Arctic team, if you could pick one player uh, from you know who's playing at this moment in time who's not Arctic player to be a Latics player, I don't mean like Messi or yeah. we know with, within our 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 uh, remit that we could bring in. Yeah. Who would it be? Interesting. Um, well, not dodging the question, but I think that the two we've missed in recent years. I think James McArthur was obviously the first one when he went. It wasn't just one player, was it? It was. It was like the heartbeat of the team had been ripped out and I think his departure sort of led to a lot of the disappointment that year and unfortunately uh, Yannick going this January, I mean we know the club had to take the money didn't we, I mean you can't turn down 7 million in this climate but we mentioned before about the lack of pace in the team but he was the X factor wasn't he, you know give him the ball and he can take it 70 yards down the flank and it just gives everyone a breather and I think without him the second half of the season has been you know, a lot harder than it might have been if, you know, maybe the transfer request hadn't gone in, but uh, players at our level, someone to support Greg, to be honest, I mean, I think he can score goals, I really do think a lot of people said he's failed at championship level, but I think I'd like to see him with a full pre-season, you know, with a team set up, because we saw last year when the team set up to provide him with chances, he can, he can score. I think mm-hmm. somebody just, you know, a, a Maloney-esque figure just to pull the strings. Just a to, good number 10. Exactly, just yeah. to support him. That a bit of guile. Give him, in some, give him a link between the midfield and him. Well, Sean Maloney's not going in all side, yeah. is he? So maybe, how old is he now? About 32? Yeah, oh, I'd be a bit older, I think. Would it? No, yeah, forget it. You know, League mm-hmm. One next year, if he fancies the year. Jacobs could do that if you don't shove him out wide, couldn't he? Mm-hmm. Potentially. I get that lad from Scunthorpe. I think he's got like 19 goals from centre mid. Uh, Josh Morris or something. <coughs> He'd be really good. I just whisper, whispering to Rob there. I'd have that Kent from Barnsley. He looked alive wire last week, didn't he? Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Bradley that was supposed to be the next big thing, wasn't yeah. he? He's been disappointing this season, hasn't he? Gillingham have been awful. Yeah. 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 Mm. Walsall as well, it's like they went so close mm. last year. And Walsall lost year. quite a few players though, didn't they? Yeah, lost Bradshaw and, and Sawyers. Sawyers. Henry as well. Yeah. But Gillingham uh, and, and Dak as well. I mean, he was, when he came down here, I know he missed, it, he missed a goal, but yeah. he was he was true. I think it's more down to the players that's been surrounded by this season, because I think <coughs> I, follow, I follow a Gillingham fan on Twitter and he's just mourned about stupid decisions of getting rid of some people and how Dak's just in a team that. He's League Two standard at best. I'd be glad to see them go down, to be honest. It's one trip you don't have to make next yeah, year. Mm. So it could revive Bradley Dax's career. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's a trip you want a decent pie after, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so hot last year, wasn't it? Do you remember well, that? So I got some bad. Oh, and then no protection in the away. No, it was, no. Just, oh, it was off. And lost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
brilliant. Do uh, some morning after that game on Twitter, weren't yeah, uh, That was proper meltdown. Nice oh, get him out! Get last him out! Last time I saw Kevin McNaughton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was it? Yeah. The last time. The yeah. last time. Yeah. And the first time, probably. The first time. Yeah. Uh, right, okay. Uh, have we grilled Paul enough? Anybody else want to finish? I've got. Who's. It's two parts. Who's the best and worst person you've had the chance to interview? Ooh. Ooh. That's a very good question. Hey. Hey, Simon. And why? <laughs> So three parts. So three parts. <laughs> Can I have a think about that and come back to it? That's, I, I don't just want to pull the name. You'll remember one. Yeah, best and worst. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who did Nick tell us? Tell us. He told us he he told us uh, Hoover Rosler. Oh yeah. Didn't say was the worst. The hardest. Worst. I think. Did you say hardest? Rather than worst. Yeah. Yeah, because he was so defensive. Yeah, but he, 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 he did like him, didn't he? So mm. I hope we're not getting Nick in any trouble here. I was spending very good either with the with the local press. He gave us a lot, and I yeah. don't know whether it's his standing in the game or he's used to you know dealing with press. But he was very very good from our point of mm. view. Yeah. Mm. I mean, he's obviously got that stare, hasn't he? And he comes across <laughs> as a bit. He's beard now, doesn't it? Elbows it that beard? Oh, it's going to be great. Yeah, he's on the what's it called? Goals on Sunday, weren't he? Yeah. You think? So, so we're going to come back to that one. All right. Okay. Youth contracts. Uh, this week we've had uh, notification that there's two lads been offered deals: James Barrigan and Owen Evans, the young goalkeeper. Barrigan striker. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Luke Brooks and Josh Gregory have already been given deals earlier in the season, so so they're staying. But uh, surprising to see a couple of names on, on the list of players that's been released. Uh, Sarah's favourite, Sam Cosgrove. I know you like watching Sam play around. Uh, <laughs> play around. <laughs> the Lord Lurie, yeah. Places like Charlie and that. You've been yeah. to watch him, haven't you? Yeah. Um, James Boyd, I'm not too sure about him. I don't really know him. But Ernie Baxendale, I've heard good things about him. He's, he's gone. Adam Hanson, another lad I've heard quite a bit about. Um, he's been released. Liam Langford. Alex Lingard is another one. And, and Danny O'Brien, as you were saying, Paul, we've got from Villa. Mm. He come with a bit of a reputation, but not quite. He was a local lad, wasn't he? And I think he got released yeah. by Villa and expected to do something. But yeah, he got released. I think he's, was he off to Finland, did I read somewhere? Yeah, I've read that. Yeah. yeah. yeah I'm not he's got a contract or something already. Yeah. Somebody yeah. got off to America, aren't they? Um, got a... Uh, scholarship. Scholarship in America, one of them. Yeah, I can't remember who was. Yeah. I can't. Uh, do you know, just off on a tangent, I was listening to, I don't know who it was, but saying why women's football is so strong in America is because of the equal rights legislation and giving scholarships to American football players. So because of equal rights, they give a lot of proper footballing scholarships to the to the girls to balance that out. And that's why they're so strong in women's football. That's a tangent. I found it interesting when I heard it. I thought it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, so, so these lads who've been released, are they, are they involved in this uh, EFL Cup final against Bournemouth? Is anyone involved? <laughs> Is it the below them? That it's one. under 18s, isn't yeah. it, that one? Yeah, and the, yeah. these are development squads. Yeah. yeah, they're the ones who won cut the other week. Aye, uh, aye, uh, yeah. I know uh, Gregory Uck was on the official side saying it's the hardest part of the job, which, you can imagine it, it is. yeah, it must break yeah. a few hours. Yeah, because a lot of them have played together for a long time and they come through the ranks. Yeah. It's ridiculous, it's something like half of 1% that. Mm that make it through, yeah. you know, especially you look at the, the big clubs that have got massive academies, you know, like United, City, etc. 
and it's a really small conversion rate. Mm. Right, uh, <coughs> Gareth, how's, uh, how's things going at your <coughs> end? With, re- with regard to what, what, the next game? <laughs> no, no, no I'm just asking how, how things are, yeah. How's before it never stops yeah <laughs> <laughs> I can tell I can tell it's just been a little bit quiet that's, that's all you know, you've just been well, listening God gave us two ears and only one mouth you're supposed to use them in perforce you know yeah, some of us have got two mouths no, just, one's at the top of our legs <laughs> I'm just very interested to listen to the lads commenting that's why I come here actually um, it's great to listen to as well as contribute to Sure everybody agrees. Well, it is the Latics uh, podcast after all. <laughs> We've got Reading coming up at the weekend, uh, so we'll do a quick preview of that or we'll ask some predictions. Uh, the referee is Tim Robinson from West Sussex, and it'll be his first ever Latics game. Same like this season. We've never had him before, no. Um, he's done 42 games this season, 178 yellows and 9 reds, which I think is a little bit on the high side. Uh, he's only 33, and he's only been referee in, uh, in the Football League since the uh, 2012-13 season. What happened in that season? I always forget, something important happened in that season, didn't it? He's a young ref, isn't he? Oh, we won the FA Cup. Oh, That's great, thanks yeah. For uh, he is, yeah, he's part of the select group two, so uh, he's highly thought of, and like a lot of these young refs, he's an ex-PE teacher. We've played Reading quite a lot down the years, uh, 43 times, we've won 18, drawn 10, and lost 15. I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but it is ten years since we've lost away against Reading. So. Is that the playoffs? Uh, no, it was in the Premier League. Is it? Oh mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that's that's my one. Yeah, and of course they've got uh, one of our favourites down there, Ali, Ali, Ali. So that'll be uh, something for the fans to chant on on yeah. Saturday. Gareth, what sort of form are Reading in? Or Reading, as some people call them. What sort of form are Reading in? Well. They, in their last six games, they've won four and lost two. Strangely enough, they lost seven-one against Norwich, and Forest beat them three-two most recently. They're doing very well. They're in fourth place, so they're pretty sure of a playoff spot with seventy-nine points from their forty-four games. Yeah, I think two points guarantees them. Do they? So one point. One point. Sorry, yeah. one point will guarantee it. Players have got to look for. No idea. Is McLeary still still there? Played well against us down here, didn't he? He did. Rips us apart. Look like they've had two games on the beach, don't they? Mm. Gareth, how do you see it going? Well, you're a bit torn, really, aren't you? Between, you know, it's Redding and the Latics. I I said last week I'd give up in this season, I really have. Um, I've been very negative over previous weeks because of our lack of attacking threat. And, and it's well it's gone through the season as I think we've been talking about it before without going over all ground I'd love to see us win but it's not going to happen is it yeah, okay. you know, the, la- the last time I went to Reading the, the day we've mentioned on many occasions it was a famous day that we won 3-0 and some of the performances that day the likes of Aruna Korn, you know, it was fabulous but we're not that team anymore no. far from Seven. Still in the labels, aren't you? So uh, the labels. Believe. <laughs> oh right. Oh. Feels like reading that way. <laughs> um, results haven't gone our way, have they? Obviously, they lost at the weekend. Huddersfield 
secured the playoffs last night. You know, they're, they're still looking over their shol- shoulders at the uh, the big time bottlers at Le- of Leeds, aren't they? Because they're still in with a shout. But oh, well, I've said it all season. We'll win <coughs> three now. I do. Uh, I'm going on Saturday, so I've got to predict a positive result. Um, you've got to cling on to the fact that the other two teams could lose and we could win, but it's not going to happen. But you've got to keep the hope. Uh, I'll go for a scrappy 1-0. Um, yeah. I've been to Red every time I've been to Red we've won, so might as well keep up the tradition. Why not? 1-0. Brilliant. Rob? Yeah, I'm looking forward to the session on Saturday. Not so much the match, because of all it's going to be rubbish again. Good ticket prices, aren't they, as well? Reasonable. Yeah, well, yeah. 20 reasonable. quid. Uh, yeah, probably lose 1-0. Can't see us doing much. No opening the scoring, we don't look like we'll score. What are you, Kaz? Relegation party. Really? <laughs> when it commences. <laughs> well, it, it could be the day, couldn't it? Drunk for dinner time. Yeah, official. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Paul? I'd go with Adam. We, 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 we need a win. There's, there's teams around us that could ruin that, even if we do win quite easily. So, yeah, I'll, I'll go for a 1 0 win. And Paul? I think it's such a shame that we didn't beat Cardiff because I think with an extra two points it kind of put some real pressure on, on the teams and given us that mm. bit more belief it's such a honestly it's Lots so, opportunities, enough, isn't so it, annoying yeah. isn't it that all, every player I spoke to this week has said it's just a missed opportunity they, they offered nothing did they Cardiff and it just would have meant you know if one of them chances would have gone in I think it would have meant so much but I mean Rotherham went to Reading the other week didn't they and, and were beating them and you know they had absolutely nothing to play for so who knows, you know, it's tightening at the top and it's Sheffield Wednesday on a run. Huddersfield are, are there, I just, you know, there'll be plenty of pressure on Reading. If we score early, dig in. <laughs> Damn bird at the back. I'm going to stick from Greg Farriman for saying this. Go on, we'll win 1-0. Right, right, lovely. Well, there's one or two positives and uh, one or two negatives there. Uh, I think we'll, we'll get stuff, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's nailed on. Nailed on. Uh, Jeff Stelling will be set, coming out with the old, you know, the lines about we can go into Gresley Road next yeah. season and all that. But so they'll be dancing on the King Street then, won't they, Saturday night? King Street will be rammed. It will, yeah. Yeah, League One, here we come. But anyway. Uh, talking of, of, of games, though, Paul, uh, you've got a big game coming up in the Legends uh, for Joseph Skull, haven't you? Yes, we have. Um, the now annual uh, Joseph Skull game at Ashton Town. Um, there's going to be three special guests this time. The uh, the three amigos are going to be joining us for the for the first time. They've been back together in probably two decades on a field. But obviously, you know, for fans of a certain age, they are yeah. <laughs> up there with you know three of the most certainly the most iconic players. I mean, when they arrived in the mid '90s, it was I don't know about you, but it was, uh, I couldn't believe it. You yeah. know, that really put Wigan on the map, didn't it? You know, right at the beginning of you know, obviously Dave Whelan's reign and to bring in these three Spanish lads and just really changed the face of the club, didn't it? You know, we mm-hmm. became this forward thinking and it was the first step to, you know, to the FA Cup and the, the Premier League. So, you know, to see these three back together, I think alone is is just so exciting. But there's obviously plenty of other players. Uh, we've got Don Page, one for the old guys, oh. absolute <laughs> legend. Uh, Stuart Barlow, um, Kevin Sharp, Emil Heskey, Boise's again going to be captain, so 
Uh, it's going to be a great night. It's on Friday, May the 19th at Ashton Town, 7.30 kick-off. And tickets are from the club, uh, the club website, wigalatics.co.uk forward slash tickets, uh, from the DW ticket office and from the uh, ticket hotline. Can just give it 0871 Going fast, so get involved, but it'll be another I think... Night. You should bring it forward 24 hours. Why are you going away? Yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah. You should have said that. Uh, well, when the date came out and I saw it and I thought, oh no. Yeah, I'm going, I'm, Have you tried I'm asking uh, Reverso if you can get Thierry to play? Well, no, he won't fall into well, either camp, but just. Uh, that could be one of the special guests. Oh! Uh, we'll see. Oh. There, there is a special guest in the Dutch team, can I just. Obviously, Ari Andizou is going to be their skipper again, an absolute legend. They've got big names, Vesterveld, Kromkamp, uh, Michael Moles, Gerald Seaborn, Kiki Misampa, former City. Uh, we've drafted in Angelos Karastias. Does that name mean anything to you? Karastias. Is it you? He's in, he's in because he used to play for Ajax. Big on the Dutch thing. He scored the winning goal for Greece at Euro 2004. Oh! And he will be in Wigan yeah. in a little legend. over three weeks to take on the Latics legend. So they've drafted in a ringer, so we're trying to maybe get one or two ringers in the Wigan team. There's one or two ringers, ringers so. sat around this table. <laughs> <laughs> Gareth and his dodgy ankles. <laughs> So yeah, that should be a cracking night. So yeah, get your tickets. And, uh, yeah, uh, uh, so obviously, don't pay on the day. Get your ticket. Get your ticket in advance, please. Yeah. If there's enough tickets, there will be pay on the day. But we're trying to get people to buy on the because of the queues outside Ashton. Obviously, people buying on the night, it's it's better to get on yeah. and, yeah. and get sorted. So see all those three avenues through the club we've been very helpful in you know yeah. helping can they buy the ticket again. office just go to the window yes go to the window they're on tickets with the rest of the Latics and Warriors tickets so brilliant get involved yes and yes. see you on the on the 19th excellent so before we finish back to Simon's question yes best yes. and worst interviewee right. and why off the top of my head to be honest I've been really lucky there's not been too many really bad ones at Latics and I'm, you know I'm not just saying that they've, they've generally been you know the managers and the players really, you know, bob on in terms of you know helping the media and stuff. One bad one I had before I went to the uh, at Wigan today for the press association I was covering the rugby game, and the Leeds coach Daryl Powell, who had just been stuffed by the Warriors, and he was trying to get on the team coach, and <coughs> I'd just got a couple of Warriors players, and I'd, I'd kind of just wanted a couple of words, and I said, Daryl, have you got a quick minute for PA? What's a quick minute? Forty seconds. Just carried on walking. So I <laughs> <laughs> not what you want so anyway sort of did you, did you quote that well he turned around and he gave me a yeah we, we, we were ordinary tonight that kind yeah. of thing so yeah. I, yeah. yeah that's sometimes you get people I'll put it down to the fact that he just seen his team lose but generally you know most people are, are really helpful and in terms of the best uh, from a lattice point of view obviously Roberto is just exactly what he comes across on the TV fantastic um, Dave Whelan Ask him a question, he'll, he'll give you an answer, you know, it might not be the best answer for the club, but you know, he's, he's a very honest man and it, it got him into trouble towards the end, but you know, as far as, you know, being open wise, you know, he was, a, he was, a, he was an open book, um, but probably my favourite was just before I, I moved to Wigan and for the, for the Press Association again, uh, I had to do a feature on Michael Owen for the uh, PFA magazine which was at his stables in leafy Cheshire and I'm sat there in 
the front room of Shea Owen as his lovely missus was coming in with the butties and the mm. tea and oh. coffee and yeah. so yeah that was a obviously it was it's about 10 12 years ago this so he was you know the man still at the time but yeah proper, really nice down to earth bloke mm. just so that was a you wouldn't sound fantastic so would he shame his hamstrings were ruined wasn't it yeah slipped away that one didn't it it did yeah him and Scotty Parker yeah mm. Mm. Oh, very interesting that. I know in, in recent weeks you've had a bit of stick around asking difficult questions at the club and obviously that leads to difficult interviews. Dead easy for people to criticise you from afar when they don't have to be the ones to stick their backside in front of somebody and ask the questions. How, how difficult is that and how, how much do you have to kind of tread round things or do you just ask the question yeah. and see what you get? Well, I just... I, I don't tend to go in there with an agenda. I just try and ask the questions that you know, you know, reasonable fans would like. I mean, obviously you're going to get some fans, you know, asking this, asking that, and like you say, they'd never look at someone the whites of their eyes and, and come out with these questions. But I think, you know, with Warren Joyce, especially when it got bad towards the end, we, we were still asking him. You know, the fans were booing, and I think, do you think that was fair? You know, leave it up to them. You know, don't just say, you know, what did you, do you think it was fair? And mostly it's. Yeah, you know, the fans, you know, number one PR blunder, isn't it? Turn on the fans, so they're always likely to say, well, I can understand that they're entitled. But, um, yeah, just, uh, just, you know, try and put yourself in their situation. When they've been stuffed, when they've, the crowd's been booing, they don't want to kick in. You know, you, you try and mm. ease them in with a couple of questions. But you, you've got to ask the questions, haven't you? And we never got as far as asking, you know, did he feel under pressure? Because it kind of almost crept up on us, didn't it? He was never... I mean, I know from you, <laughs> from your 12th man piece, he was probably under pressure, but it didn't seem like... I'm sure you read that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but with Malky, he was sort of hanging on, wasn't he? But yeah. yeah, it was... You can, only, you can only ask the questions that, you know, you, some fans are obviously going to say, asking this, asking that, but again, you know, that's probably for fans' forums, you know, where... I, I think again some I mean some of the fans forums I've seen people that will, will tap on the internet and have a right they'll stick them in a fans forum and whites to their eyes as you said they, they won't ask the questions mm. you know they'll ask about oh what shirts are we getting next season yeah. or something just completely off topic bitter in the, in the crowd yeah. and stuff yeah. yeah but David Sharp said it last week in the interview in the Observer didn't he it was, they're just keyboard warriors and sometimes I suppose they can't help but go on can't they because the fans and they want to know what the fans are thinking but it's probably not ideal sometimes when they go on and they see some of the stuff because they're just especially the ones who don't put their own name on it yeah. just, you know, well that's yeah well, you, you get, a, you get a very blinkered yeah. view yeah. Um, when you do that I, I think because you, you you tend to be motivated to have a moan and not motivated to, it's like trip advisor and all the rest mm. of it and you're mm. motivated to complain <coughs> rather yeah. than than, than go on and praise people. Yeah. I mean, just looking at the sale, I know you've all got Twitter accounts, and you all use your your own names on them. There's no hiding, is there? So, no, no. you know what what you're saying, each and every one of you is uh, you know it's traceable back to yourselves, isn't mm. it? You know, and I think mm. you've got to do that, and you can't expect people who like yourself, Paul, you know, to to, to ask the questions that some anonymous person is mm. putting forward. Because it's it's just it's bollocks yeah. is what I think it is. I mean, yeah. sometimes it, it's, it's it's wording the questions in the right mm. way, isn't it? I mean, I, it took me five attempts to get me English <laughs> O level because 
Um, or maths, first time, no problem, grade A, English, five cracks at it. Um, but, you know, you, you look at some of them and, and the, the questions are just so blunt mm. and offensive questions in some senses. Yeah, there's ways, there's ways of going yeah. about it. You know, we've sat here many times and disagreed, but we've never argued about it because we've all no. got a common goal, haven't we? We all want the same thing, mm. you know. Well, like I said, we don't agree all the time. Mm. You know? I think the other thing, too, with some is when you read the forums, is how things are being said. I mean, like you said, though, we, we've all got a common goal and we debate stuff. And sometimes it can get a little bit eaten because people are reading it wrongly rather than, you know, reading. But sometimes people can... Because there's no emotion in the writing, is mm. there, you know? And it's, sometimes it's difficult, especially on Twitter, because it's so snappy, yeah. isn't it? Mm. And, it uh, and things can quickly escalate out. Well, it's like when you get an email and sometimes it comes across not as what that person's... Yeah. You can read yeah. it wrong, can't yeah. you? Whereas, you know, yeah. Yeah. I mean, people tweet stuff sometimes and, and, and it means something... <laughs> Yeah. Talking on to say the And even the most innocent of in the political landscape of Wigan's change. It has, yeah. Oh my goodness. I feel for anyone involved in that, I really do. Yeah. Especially those who don't stick up for them and find the funny side. Oh I'll get the wrong film. <laughs> well, is that it? Are we not going to the end? Anybody got anything? Just one more item. Oh, right. Our friends at Orgonlatics have asked for a plug. Uh, they're out. Uh, <laughs> Thank for, you. <laughs> for the Leeds game. Um, and I think they'll be selling with consent at the yes. Joseph Gold yeah. um, Dutch Legends game at the end of the season. So get that out of a read. Um, articles in there from a few of us around the table. Well, yeah, 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 that's correct. That's yeah. Simon. Simon says. Yeah, been slightly edited by my uh, good friend Liam, but yeah. uh, it makes for a more interesting read. Okay. And there was a very good article in the uh, the Cockney Latic at the weekend, wasn't there, Barry? Oh, there was an excellent yeah. article. Yeah. One uh, of the best pieces I've read this year. Yeah. yeah. By Bat Sixty Nine. <laughs> 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 no, Griff says. No, no. no. Page it was. Yeah, yeah, it's a good read. Yeah, yeah. Tear jerking. Emotional stuff, wasn't it? Very emotional. Yeah. Uh, JT did a good job there, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think there might be a, a, a really good one coming out on the 11th of May on Vital Wigan. I think that'll be worth a read. Thank you, chats, for an entertaining evening. Anyway, uh, before we go, Paul, you've promised to tell us who the new uh, manager is. I know you've got a bit of inside information there. Could you just uh, let us know who it is, please? Go on, then, it. <laughs>